We have to find other ways to, to score. We've had a hard time doing that consistently. The league plays part of it. We just know each other so well, and it's easy baskets are much harder to come by than they were earlier in the year. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I do my very best on this show to call balls and strikes. Now, I'm a human. I have emotions. I'm a sports fan. I get caught up in it like anyone else. I'm only flesh and blood here. I have my days. But I try to, you know, cut through the crap and say, okay, if this player deserves to be criticized, let's criticize them. But if they don't deserve to be criticized, let's not go out of our way. Let's not create reasons to criticize Aaron Rodgers, for example. If you want to talk about how he's come up short in the playoffs and he hasn't been great in big games, yeah, 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 fire away. Criticize, criticize, criticize. But then I take some calls. It's like, well, Rodgers is selfish and this and that. It's like, but is he or are you just bad at him? So you're right. Let's call balls and strikes here. Let's let's be honest. And I see this a lot with Rodgers. I see this a lot with Elon Musk, too. Elon Musk took over Twitter. And I think a lot of people don't like Elon Musk. So when we use Twitter, we try to find things that we think suck or things that we think aren't working and we blame Elon Musk. And I think Elon Musk probably takes more flack than he deserves. Right again, if he deserves flack, great. But I feel like in most instances, he probably doesn't. I would like to submit into the record a reason that Elon Musk deserves little flack. So every day at four o'clock, I try to tweet out the link. MadCitySportsZone.com. Listen, uh, listen now. I copy paste that link. I put it in a tweet and I say, here we go. You know, click it to listen. That way, you know, we might have listeners that listen somewhere where there's not an affiliate. So they need to stream. I tried to tweet it out and it said, you are over the daily limit. A reasonable man. I click read more. The daily limit of tweets per day is 2,400, including retweets. There are, what, just under 1,500 minutes in a day? I think I've tweeted twice today. So, Mr. Musk, I'd like to be able to tweet out my show link for the listeners. This isn't even about me. This is for the listeners. So, in this instance, it is okay to criticize Elon Musk. Most of the time, it's probably dumb or probably not his fault, as is the case with Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of like Elon Musk and Aaron Rodgers, funny enough, in the way we perceive those two. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and you can listen live. Yeah, go to MadCitySportsZone.com. Click Listen Now. If you're a listener of WKTY, of course, WKTYSports.com. Up in Eau Claire, our affiliate in the Chippewa Valley, Sports Talk 105.1. I believe that's WAYYRadio.com, or you could listen on any of the apps. Lots of ways to listen. You can teach your Alexa how. But today, if you come looking for a link on my Twitter, I'm sorry, I cannot tweet it. I am on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Uh, if you're able to tweet me, that's how you can get in touch with the show. But again, there is a, a limit, 2,400 tweets a day. So tweet, tweet sparingly, make the most of those tweets. Oh my God. You can text and call the show 608-796-2558. Lot to get to tonight. Wow. wow. So much to get to. Uh, I want to do slow news Wednesday at some point in the five o'clock hour. Colin Cowherd's Aaron Rodgers take was pretty funny today. I want to play you some of the highlights and laugh at it. And I want to play you a, a funny cowherd memory that I have of last August. Remember when it first came out that Rogers was doing ayahuasca and it really helped him. And re- remember when he first kind of 
started talking about that. I think the first podcast he did was uh, Aubrey Marcus. It was like a huge thing. That feels like it was years ago. It was last August. So it's been August, September, October, November, December, January. It's been, it's been six months. <laughs> Why is it that Aaron Rodgers ages us so much? Why do all these Packers storylines age us so much? It was six months ago. And I remember one of my favorite takes about it at the time, at least for its entertainment value, is Colin Cowherd. So I went back and I found that take, and I'm going to play that for you as well. That's coming up at some point after 5 o'clock. We'll get there when we get there. I want to talk a little basketball, some history being made last night, and I want to talk a little Packers and Devontae Adams and kind of pick up where we left off yesterday on that front. Maybe we'll do that coming up at 4.30. Again, the number to call and text, 608-796-2558. Uh, This text says, I too have reached the daily limit. I've sent five. Yeah, Elon Musk can wear this one. I'm saying it's okay. You want to criticize Elon for this? That is fair. You want to criticize Rodgers for coming up short in a playoff game? That's fair. If you want to say that he's holding the franchise hostage, that's a little bit of a stretch. It's February 8th. Right now, if it's June, okay, then we'll revisit. Again, I'm trying to be the umpire here, trying to be C.B. Buckner behind home plate. Not Angel Hernandez. C.B. Buckner, though. It's like Brian Knight. A good, got a good ring up call. <laughs> Strike three. Calling balls and strikes. It's okay to rip Elon today. Rodgers will, we'll see. I want to start with like, I'm sure a lot of you watched LeBron break Kareem's record. You got to watch games like that. You got to tune in for games like that. Types of moments that you always remember where you were. You remember who you watched with. You remember where you watched. You remember kind of what point in your life you were at when you watched it. I have a couple of moments like that. I remember Kobe's last game. Uh, I watched with two buddies, one who I went to school with at UWL, another buddy who now lives in New York. I know this This is why you came to the show. Uh, I was at his house, the south side of Menominee. I watched in the living room. I remember I was sitting on the floor. I remember the Ray Allen shot against the Spurs in game six. Me and two buddies. One, one buddy was the same. Another buddy was different. And that was in a basement of a different friend's house. That house is on a golf course. Uh, I remember that very well. I remember game seven of the 2016 finals. That was a basement of a different friend's house. I remember playing poker after we watched that game. I'm a social butterfly. That can be your takeaway from this. People invite me over to watch sports. What can I say? I'm a good hang. I remember where I was and who I was with for some of these moments. I don't remember where I was last night. I was by myself on the couch. (laughs) No one invited me. What the hell? I don't even like LeBron that much. Okay? I don't even like LeBron that much. But when I got into the NBA, it was when LeBron had just gone to Miami. And I didn't really have a team. I didn't grow up in a household of Bucks fans or diehard Wolves fans or Bulls fans or anything like that. So I just kind of watched the league at large because the Bucks were never really on national TV. And I watched ESPN like 24-7. So I'd watch the games that were on. Maybe I'd flip it to TNT. But the Bucks were terrible and, and they were boring and they were just mid. So I watched a lot of Heat games. And I loved that Heat team kind of despite LeBron. I loved Wade and Chris Bosh. I loved Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole. That was such a fun one-two punch at point guard. I loved Norris Cole's flat top. I loved Shane Battier. I had a Sports Illustrated article of Shane Battier hanging up in my bedroom. I wonder who wrote it. I'm going to go back and find that. About his strategy of defending Kevin Durant, the veteran, making his impact felt in the NBA Finals. My point, I'm not a LeBron stan. Okay, it's not like LeBron's my favorite player. I've very often laughed at his misfortunes over the years because it's funny. 
And because that's what we do in America. We look up at the people who are above us athletically, monetarily. We look at people more famous than us. And we laugh when, you know, things don't go so well for them. That's, that's the American dream. I don't like LeBron that much. But to anyone that had anything negative to say about him last night, or to anybody who had anything negative to say about his accomplishment last night, go climb a tree. Okay? I saw so many tweets last night in the moment that were like, this is a great accomplishment, but this this celebration, this ceremony seems a little excessive. Come on. What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? You, you opened up your Twitter account and we could send tweets last night. Remember when we could do that? You opened Twitter to say, well, this is great, but... It's taking a little too long. Can we please get back to the game? Man, quit that. Yeah, they're going to stop the game. Yeah, Adam Silver should come out and shake his hand. Yeah, Kareem should come out onto the floor. Yeah, LeBron should say a few words. What did it take? Come on. It's not like they brought a marching band out there. It's a monumental moment. It was the breaking of a record that we all thought would never be broken. No one is supposed to break Kareem's record. Which, By the way, Kareem... I love Kareem. I never got to watch Kareem play, right? I, I I see him at games and I see interviews sometimes. So I don't I don't really get to draw back on experiences watching or listening to him play back in the day. He just looks like the most miserable man in the world. Like even when he's happy, he doesn't look happy. His facial expressions, just his mannerisms. I, Kareem is so fascinating to me. By the way, Kareem has a Substack. Put out a really interesting kind of narrative piece today about LeBron breaking his record. Kareem can write. Kareem's a wordsmith. He doesn't look like the most interesting or enjoyable man to talk to. He looks kind of like a crab ass. But it was funny to watch him. Yeah, Kareem should come out onto the floor. He should be a part of it. Adam Silver should say a couple of quick words. Yes, the game should stop. Because it's a record, I believe, that's stood since, what was it, 1984? We talked about it last week. We started to get ready for this a week ago. Right? Yes, you should stop the game. This is a huge deal. Everyone, including Kareem, had a LeBron article today or some video that they made, their take, their spin on LeBron's record and his career. I'm not a historian. I'm relatively young. I'm not a statistician. I don't remember numbers very well. They don't make sense to me. I can't organize and and order things in my brain. So I don't have some LeBron deep dive for you. Really quickly... I'll just share that my LeBron experience is literally my entire lifetime. My entire NBA fandom. LeBron has been the face of the league. He's been the best player in basketball up until very recently. And still, as we discussed last week in the NBA lounge, he's still elite and he's still very good. My LeBron experience is my entire lifetime. My NBA fandom began with LeBron's decision, which is his biggest mistake in his career, which if that's his biggest mistake, I'd say he's doing pretty well. Just a little PR misstep about leaving Cleveland to go to Miami, right? My NBA experience early on was the Miami Heat going against Derrick Rose's Bulls, the Celtics, Paul George and the Pacers. God, those series were awesome. That one year where they played Mello in the first round in the Knicks. (laughs) That was my early NBA experience. Clashing with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Tavo Sevalosha, Nick Collison, and that Thunder team that was awesome. And then the Spurs, small-time greats, and then his move back to Cleveland, and then Kyrie and Kevin Love, they're relevant. Tristan Thompson's eating up boards. And 2018 was maybe the best I've ever seen any player play. LeBron was unbelievable. He put up 51 in game one of the finals, and his shooting guard forgot the score because, of course, J.R. Smith. 
forgot the score. Goes to L.A., plays with a bunch of kids. That doesn't work. They trade him for Anthony Davis. They win a title in the bubble. And after it all, after all of that, after basically my entire lifetime, he's still averaging 38-7 and on 50% shooting from the field. In that length of time that I just tried to quickly abbreviate, I finished middle school, high school, college. We've had dynasties that have risen and fallen. Although, according to Bill Simmons, the Warriors are not a dynasty, I guess. So, maybe we haven't had any dynasties. I'm sure the Celtics' big three is a dynasty, despite only winning one ring. We can get into that if Bill Simmons ever comes around on the point. In that length of time, that's my entire lifetime. Giannis has risen. The Bucks have built a new arena. They won a title. And through it all, LeBron is still LeBron. And it's pretty cool. People my age basically were born right before LeBron came into the league, grew up with LeBron in the league, and our entire NBA lifetime, our entire fan lifetime of the NBA is LeBron. And maybe he annoys you sometimes. Maybe he's a little corny. Oh, sorry, he's corny. There are worse things to be than corny. And again, I don't even like LeBron that much. He's far from my favorite player. Here I am stumping for him. Bizarre. But it was really cool to watch last night. Always make an effort to watch games like that. You always should. All right, let's shift to this. I want to talk about the Bucks because we missed the opportunity to do so yesterday. We had to talk about darkness retreats and Paige Speronic coming to the American Family Field. What the hell? Yesterday's show was awesome. Right? We missed the Bucks yesterday. They had a really, really good win the other night. Um, and, sorry, brain fart. Chad, I'll take your call in a, well, hold on, Chad. Let's let's take calls, Chad. I can't I can't focus until we take Chad's call. 608-796-2558. Chad's in Sun Prairie. What's up, Chad? <laughs> hey, Grant. You know, I, I really like I was gonna send a text and I really have to talk through this just because there's a lot that kinda unfolds. Good. So, I'm I'm glad I took your LeBron, call. Good. When I when I was like just getting into college and LeBron was still in high school. Mm-hmm. They televised his game on ESPN. And I remember watching it. I was actually a freshman in college, and I remember watching the game going, this guy is the real deal. He's going to be the real deal. And, you know, lo and behold, he was the real deal. And that just doesn't happen in, like, American sporting. You know, how many times in our life have we heard, like, can't-miss athletes? And they get to the pros, and they're like, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Leonard, uh, Leonard Burnett is, like, one of them that I've been frequently reminded of lately. Like, I think it's serviceable back, but he is not the real deal. Yeah. Well, LeBron has been LeBron has been amazing. Like, you can't argue with that fact uh, on the court. You know, the rest of it, like, I- I'm often reminded that, you know, education-wise, He's still a 16-year-old, so he could pretend like he knows what he's talking about. But, you know, that stuff aside, like, maybe as he gets a little bit older, maybe he goes back and gets a bit of formal education, which he probably will never do. He'll just kind of rest on his laurels and, you know, go where he's at. And maybe that's kind of part of what has degraded his legacy. But he's still a man. Like, it's pretty cool. I don't really love him. He's kind of the villain, right? But, again, this is somebody that is... I don't know. He was a, no, he was a little bit of a villain when he went to Miami, and I think he embraced it because I, the whole country was cheering against him, right? But then when they beat the Thunder, like I think we kind of warmed up. We saw them kind of take their medicine when they lost to the Mavericks in 2011, and I think that was kind of it was it was almost penance or payment for the super team coming together. And then they won a couple, and they were fun to watch. And I don't know. I haven't thought of LeBron as a villain in a 
while. I mean, it's you just think of some of the things and some of the stances and some of just like when he opens his mouth, if he would just think through it and just take a step back. Like the thing with Kyrie, like, oh, I'm over it. I really like, yeah. I'm, I'm sad. Like, why does that even have to be said? Like, it didn't happen. Tough, tough bananas, right? Go yeah. out and win. Like, focus on focus on the near and now that you are going to pass Kareem's record, which he did. And worry, you know, focus on what you can control, your center of, you know, influence versus your center of control. Like, come on. I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I'm kind of rambling a little bit. But in, in truth be told, I'm still, I've never been really that big of a LeBron fan because, again, I, I just, I always thought, like, he was, he always had this mentality he was going to come in and be the best and is the best. And to, that, to me, to somebody that got to transition both of them, Jordan is still the man. Right, I I, I watched yeah. him play in that sure. area. I watched him try to transition as an old man into more modern day NBA, and you know through the Kobe years, Kobe even kind of cuts that a little bit more. Like those guys, I, I if Kobe might still be alive today, we still going to be making that argument that Kobe was more of the man than what LeBron even is. But yeah. again, it's hard. Some still do, and some will. I don't know. I never watched Jordan, so I, I try not to. I, I make the case for LeBron by not ripping down Jordan because I never watched Jordan. I think LeBron's case and his resume kind of stands on itself. I'm glad that I took your call, Chad, because the idea is, right, you can send texts, you can send tweets. Well, when you can send tweets. And uh, and you can't really put everything into a little blurb. So I'm glad you called. And your experience of watching him, yeah, in high school, he's been that guy ever since. It worked out for him, and he turned out to be that guy, and it's pretty rare that that actually happened. Yeah, Grant, I can't even tell you, like, how amazing it was to watch a high schooler on ESPN at that time. Like, I don't know if they've even done it since, to have yeah. somebody that was literally going to be the real deal, and he was the real deal. Like, Mello was going to be the next one, and he was, uh, I remember Kwame Brown back in the day was going to be the high school, like, Kevin Ger- if Kevin uh, Garnett would have been born a few years later, well, a decade later, we probably would have had something similar where they televised it and he became a real deal, but we just never did. It never, it didn't exist back then, but it's, it's just been awesome to watch him. It's been, you know, kind of a pleasure to watch him grow and like still be 38 points a game, seven, you know, rebounds. Like those are unheard of numbers. It's cool. Yeah. He was the real deal. No matter what. I I won't, I won't take it. Yeah. Yeah. You're the real deal, Chad. You and LeBron both. I appreciate you leading the show off tonight with a little LeBron history. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Our friend Chad in Sun Prairie. I'm glad I took his call. I wasn't going to be able to, I wanted to say something about the Bucks, but we can do that coming up next. I get a text here from Rock and Rick says, doesn't he have a business? He has a billion dollars in all caps. Yes, he has many. Uh, between the shoes and the entertainment and the all of the things. Yeah, he's gotten, yeah. He's invested his money pretty well. So he, he could rest on his laurels. His laurels currently are pretty nice if this is all he ever does and he rides out his, his current businesses. I doubt that's what he ends up doing. He's still damn good at basketball. The Lakers are trying to get D'Angelo Russell, it looks like. Not that we know because no one can send tweets. Let's take a break. Three minutes. We'll talk Bucks coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter is dead. And the worst part is I can't even tweet about how it's dead. That's all I want to do is tweet a joke about how Twitter's not working. And I can't because Twitter's not working. So no tweets part of the show, but you can text and call 608-796-2558 as Chad and Sun Prairie did. And Chad, I was going to ignore your call until after we took our first break. But I'm glad I took it because it was a nice story about you remembering LeBron as a high schooler being on TV and all of the hype and all the promise and all the high expectations. And you said it's very rare that players live up to those expectations, players with that much hype, right? And you mentioned Leonard Fournette as a player that had all the hype and didn't live up to it. The perfect example for this is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is the perfect example for this because Matt Stafford, consensus number one overall pick, all the excitement. Everyone thought he was the number one quarterback, and he turned out to be very good. There's nothing wrong with Matthew Stafford. He's not terrible. He's, he's going to have a job in this league for a long time. He's had a job in this league for a long time. He was drafted in 2008. He won a Super Bowl in the right situation. But Matthew Stafford is... He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Andrew Luck. He's just a number one overall pick that turned out to be very good to, to fine, to a little bit better than fine in his best moments. LeBron could have just been that. LeBron just could have been Matthews, but instead he's like, oh no, all of the expectations and all the hype and, and everything you think he can be and maybe will be one day, he's going to turn out to be that. And that's, I know what LeBron stands will say is, oh, all of the hype, all the excitement, and he lived up to it and then some. I know, we've heard this all before. Right, he set the scoring record last night, started the show by talking about it. We don't need to make this a LeBron show, and we certainly don't need to make this a LeBron versus Michael Jordan show. I have a couple of thoughts on the Bucks before we get into the Packers. I'd love to talk to you as well. 608-796-2558. Mike in Eau Claire is here. What's up, Mike? Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm doing swell. How about you? I always got to ask you. I've just been listening to you every day. I, I love this show. But, I, you know, you. I've watched Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when the when I was a kid and then you know when he retired that that was out of sight that was that was 714 that was something that never was going to be caught and you know now that LeBron did it I'm not a huge LeBron fan but I'm really glad I mean it he's it was too much like the 10 or 12 minute uh, you know uh, show that they put on to pause the game to have him do all that stuff I'm just glad he didn't come up and start talking about I was going to do it again or something, you know, or have a, he's such a good salesman for his own stuff, you know. I'm glad that it was, it was, it was very in the moment, right? Kareem was there and they had that moment together. And then he basically was like, thank you guys. He was very overwhelmed. It was all about the scoring record. We didn't have to make it about, and we're going to win a Titan and we're going to do that. No, no, no. Let's live in the moment. I thought it, I thought it was nice. I agree with you. I like that his family came out. I like the stuff that they did. They had everybody right there. A lot of stars. I guess it was like $8,000 a ticket for that game, but. I wanted to, I've been thinking about the Packers a lot, you know, and uh, I just, I'm not overwhelmed by the Aaron Rodgers talk, but it is amazing. And it's just everywhere, every channel, all the time. You can turn on and hear Aaron Rodgers' name on everything, you know, and it's just like, it's just, it's getting to be a little too much. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge fan. And I'm positive one thing that he's not going to retire because Brady retired and there's no way in five years when they go on the Hall of Fame, they're going to do it together. That's what that people say, but I, I don't, I don't buy into that. Like Aaron Rodgers said on McAfee on Tuesday, he's like, no, that doesn't factor in at all. I think the $60 million that he's by just coming back. Yeah. To, you know, factors in because 
Yeah. It would take a week to get each one of them in the Hall of Fame. And they're just talking about their attributes, you know, the yeah. stuff they did. It would, it would, it would make him look less great. But I don't think he ever wants to do that. But I was wondering, do you think Lafleur or anybody's going to get an idea? I've been watching a lot of football. You know, I have my whole life, and these guys now are doing the scrum, almost like rugby. It's like this mano y mano. I'm going to take my biggest, toughest six guys, and we're going to run it right down your throat up the middle and stop us because everybody goes for it on fourth and two midfield yep. or fourth and three. You know, and we don't. We do it, but we always throw a long pass. We don't at have it. that. I'm, yeah, we do suck at it. We need to get some beef in that backfield. I mean, Refrigerator Perry probably could even play in today's game. But, I mean, somebody Ooh. like that, where we could get a big beefy body, get a big fullback like Kuhn or somebody, and just run it right down their throat. They but we don't, don't have that big baggage. Well, and what's frustrating, Mike, and, and I agree with you, they're not a confident team on, on fourth and short. Because you're always nervous, right? When it's fourth and short and they pack right. it in and they're going to run it, we, we get nervous. We don't feel confident. Like, you watch the Eagles, they're going to get it. Or the Chiefs or the Bills right. Right, or the Bengals. And what's frustrating, Mike, is – they spent a second-round pick on a running back that's massive, right? That's his A.J. Dillon. That's his thing. And then they spent the third-round pick in that same draft on an H-back, fullback, blocking combo guy. And they still can't pick up yeah. short. Like, they still can't do it. Like, they've invested the resources yeah. into doing it, and they still can't. And they drafted a center in the second round, right? You have all the pieces you know, to be able to pick monster. up. Yeah. Ugh. Right. He's a big guy. You know, but the deal is, is that they're getting stopped now at the line of scrimmage, and they're getting the – the fullback hitting the pocket, hitting the pocket, and pushing the guys forward like rugby. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they're not blowing the whistle until it stops, and they're getting pushed ahead three, four yards on that. We don't do that, and a lot of teams are going to that. I wish they would get to some sumo guys from Tokyo and put them guys <laughs> in there and just have them move forward. You know what I mean? I, they'll I probably use the a, they'll probably use a second round pick on a sumo wrestler. Ted Thompson would have <laughs> never shied away from that. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. Oh, my God. You know, who knows? But I really want to see us do some things like that. And I think that'll come more to fruition if Aaron Rodgers retires. Because we're going to need to run the ball more if he retires. I hope he de- I hope he stays in Green Bay. I hope we got him for another couple of years. But I'm tired of this complete and total offseason, you know, horse hockey where we're always wondering if he's going to be there, if he's not. But if he comes back... I hope he does, but if he doesn't, I would sure like to see us get more power in the run game. I gotcha. No, and they need to support Rodgers with power running game and, and some better weapons to do the work for him on the outside. Well, Mike, I can tell you're frustrated, so before I, I hang up and we move on, go outside and take a walk. It's a beautiful day. Go feel a little sun on your face, a little oh, breeze. Oh, it's beautiful outside, so go go relax. Well, God, this why this makes Wisconsin beautiful in wintertime. Nothing, these gifts, these days that are so beautiful and crisp oh, and clear. I love it. It's I wonderful. Too, it's like one My of your golden calls. retriever and me I are always, so happy. I always look forward to it. I love hearing your voice on, on a cold winter day. It's it's the warm days like this and the <laughs> calls from Mike and Eau Claire that get me through. All right. Go Pack. Go Pack. Thanks, Mike. And Mike's a golden retriever guy, which doesn't surprise me. Man, a very good. In a text here. It says they can pick up short yardage because they can't pick up short yardage because they run out of the shotgun formation. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think I think that's an example of maybe Aaron Rodgers wanted to do one thing, Matt LaFleur wanted to do another, and then their personnel being set up for a di- Like, they're trying to do two or three different things at once on this team, which is, again, if we're making a list of reasons to keep Rodgers, a reason to move off of him, that's a reason to move off of him. 
because Matt LaFleur wants to run one type of offense, and Goody's trying to draft for that offense, but then they got to tweak and, and adjust to fit what Rodgers wants to do, and it just ends up being this like half in, half out, just mess. It's not this beautiful mixture. It's like salad dressing when you let it sit too long and it gets all separated. You just have water at the top and oil at the bottom or whatever. I'm not a physicist. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll be back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Mike and Eau Claire's call are coming in hot and heavy. Sumo wrestler would be excellent in all caps. And they're in shape. Yes, they are. Sumo wrestlers are in great shape. I don't know where I learned that or how I learned that, but I feel like I learned that at some point. It was like a PBS show. They did like Arthur goes to China or something. They're like, who are these fat people? And then someone's like, actually, sumo wrestlers are in great shape. It's probably some episode of Arthur or Curious George or something like that a million years ago. I feel like it's a fun fact that's thrown around a lot, is that sumo wrestlers are actually in great shape. I don't know why. It seems to be a very common fun fact. I used to drain on that one. I bet if there's a middle school or an elementary school or a middle school teacher listening, I bet they could back me up on that. 608-796-2558. You can find me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, although Twitter's not working right now, which doesn't really bother me except... There's like a lot of NBA trade buzz right now. And we're getting close, it seemed, to this three-day deal or three-team deal between the Wolves, the Jazz, and the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers, which would be so sick. And then I believe it was Westbrook to the Jazz. They'd probably buy him out. And then Mike Conley to the Wolves, which would be a less is more type situation. He would shoot less. He would score less, but maybe a better fit. I don't know. Fit kind of went out the window and they gave up the farm for Rudy Gobert. So I really don't know what they're doing in the Twin Cities, but they're they're trying. And I would like to know if the trades are going down. Of all the days for Twitter to go down, kind of sucks that it's the day before the trade deadline, but hopefully it's not too long. Corey and Marshall, 608-796-2558. What's up, Corey? Not too much, Grant. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day outside. And I'm, I'm feeling a little crummy today. I feel a little under the weather. And I went for a walk right before the show, just feel a little sun. Oh, it did wonders for me, Corey. I would recommend. It's good to get that fresh air, isn't it? You need some blinker fluid? That blinker sounds mighty quick now. It is. It's actually, I got to get it, I gotta get it fixed. It's saying it's a left in the indicator turn failure, but yeah. I took a look at it, and it's just fine. So it's got to be some sort of fuse problem, but I just... Uh, lazy to get it fixed right now. Right. But well, hey, as long as it's on your goes. list, we're all busy, as long as it's on your list and you're aware, that's, that's all I wanted to know. All right. Good. That's exactly it. It started when I was up ice fishing. I was wondering, like, is it because it was so cold outside? Could be. But, no. I'm not an electrician or a mechanic, but it seems to be a possibility. It's the way it goes. It's the way she goes. What I was really looking forward to is whether you're going to break down the Brewers promotional schedule for this upcoming <laughs> season. We did that yesterday. I just love it so much. I don't know what I'd do without this you know, stupid team. It goes back to what you said last year, Grant. It was actually pretty profound. It was, oh. it was an unserious team. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a very serious team. Well, like, I get what they're trying to do, but like a lot of them are 
it feels now, and I think uh, Bill Michael said it this morning, or some somebody said it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing as that. There's a lot of like, look over here while we're destroying the team over here type deal. <laughs> yeah, come get your Cookie Monster bobblehead while we trade away another All Star. Yeah, I look because, the, the promotional. It's a tight line to walk. Like you want to have fun, but you also want to be a little serious. Ben Kenny, I thought, made a good point this morning. Like he's got all of these mementos, these bobbleheads from some great Philly teams between 2008, 2010. Right, they're very important to him. We're giving away Cookie Monster. Right, there's not a single player bobblehead this year, Corey. There isn't, is there? I, I, I wonder if they're the not done right releasing now. all of them yet. Maybe. I wonder if they're just not done releasing them all yet. We got a Craig Council. Oh, you're one, right. Which is cool. I, I, I want to get my hands on the Craig Council one, but other than that, there's Bob Euchre. But it's. <laughs> For really, they yeah. do have a Craig Council one this year, huh? Yeah. So they do a Euchre one every year. Every year that he's that he's still alive, I think we're Oof. just like, okay, we have a reason to listen to the radio still. What is the. I wonder what the. the anniversary of it is this year for Euchre. Is it like, hey, he's still alive, Euchre, Bowhead, or is it just like a... It's Star Wars night. You know, It's Euk Skywalker. It's pretty clever, actually. That's pretty good work by the Brewers. I want the Mr. Belvedere. I want the Mr. Belvedere, Bob Euchre. That was a quality show. Yeah, you're right about kid. that. I can tell you that much. I believe you. High quality. I think Twitter might be bad. But other than that, yeah. You know, you guys are talking about the I'm trying not to follow this trap, but I'm not going to fall too far. I'm just going to make one comment, then I'll leave. Well, Rogers and, like, the off-season machinations. Yeah. And I was thinking of, of a situation where it's like you get kind of toyed with your emotions and you're just like kind of the play thing for something. And it feels like, you remember the Saw movies and, like, the little guy in there? Oh, yeah. The little, little character. Yeah, you say, I like to play a game. That sort of feels like... <laughs> Every offseason with Rogers, like he pops up, he's like, "I'd like to play a game." And we're all the the characters in that, in the uh, in the movie, where it's like, yeah. "Okay, here we go. Here's saw. Here's part four. I'd like to play a game." And I got. Like, I'm sitting here. I got my leg. I, I don't know why you think it's hilarious, but that's why I just I thought of it. I got. I got my leg chained to a bathtub, and I can't get out. I, I got to talk about this for two hours every night. Devontae Adams ran. He got out. He said, I- I'm leaving my yep. friends in the lurch, but I'm getting out of here. He got out. Yeah. Saw's, I'm saw's getting that key out of that guy one way or another, and I'm unlocking this off his bad stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I do not care. Uh, Devontae Adams did not have to cut his leg off to get out of town. We'll see if, if anyone else ends exactly. up doing that. Jordan Love's stuck. He can go nowhere. Although he's going to make $20 million, not this year, but next year. So I guess if he sits again one more year, he's still doing pretty good. At least financially. Yeah. yeah, we're all in this perpetual state 20. of waiting. We just sit here and, and wait. And that's fine. And I, you know, it's a choice to not play the game, right? Like in war games where you say the best move is to not play. And that's kind of the way I look at it. Is that try to concentrate on the Brewers and the ridiculous promotional schedule. And, like, your fire guard meter. I hope Twitter gets back up tonight for your fire guard meter. Oh, uh, yeah, we need the Greg Guard game. Where's that? Yeah, the good guard gauge. We're at the see where that's at by the other night. Uh, if it's way in the red or back in the green. I'm going to have to do some straw polling. You need, FYI, you need a second gauge for Badgerman's hockey. And I know you're not much of a puckhead, but the fire Granado gauge yeah. needs to, is probably at like blazing red right now because they're not in a good situation. That's I not a gauge. That that's just a sign. And the whole thing is red. And it says fire Tony Granado. You're going to summon Dave from Monona if we keep talking about Badger hockey. You know we're going to get him, right? 
Oh, really? Is he a big puckhead? He well, no. He, well, I I believe yeah. He's he likes all Badger sports, but he just talks all the time about how Tony Granado deserves to be fired. He's been talking about it for over a year. He's like, hey, you guys are focused with Greg Garden, your cute little Badger program, but Tony Granado should have been fired years ago. Well, you know, and the one thing that I'll let you get going here is that that program kept that whole athletic department afloat through the 1980s and 70s when it was getting run into the ground. Yeah. And to see that it's kind of going down the, the drain right now, I was talking to RJ about it this morning on the, on the over the line. It's pretty sad to watch because, I mean, it's a top 10 program of all time in terms of national championships. Yeah. And it, it really needs to be reinvigorated because it's pretty sad to watch that you're only getting – a few thousand fans in there every Friday, Saturday night, and it's in a in a building that's made the house seventeen thousand people, and they had continuously the highest number of like attendance records within the last decade. Yeah. You know, so that's all I got to say about that, though, Grant. Uh, uh, enjoy I, the evening. You as well. Enjoy and, the weather. Uh, get that blinker fix. I don't. I don't want you getting a ticket. That would be a, a dumb fine to have to pay. Let's make some time. I'll set the. I would just explain it away. They'll be like, oh, it's no big deal. So. Ah, you're a reasonable man. All right, Corey. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Yeah, have a good night. Corey in Marshall. Now we're going to get Dave from Madonna call about Tony Granato. Chuck in on Alaska. Says, sumo wrestlers. Remember the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves? I don't know that I do. But there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen, which is uh, a theme between listeners and me on this show, is me just getting yelled at for movies I haven't seen. Uh, including one movie I haven't seen is The Godfather, and uh, the man who's holding me accountable on that has actually just called in. Speak of the devil, it's David, 608-796-2558. What's up, David? Well, just want to thank Aaron Rodgers because, you know, for so long it's been like, oh, please come back, and you're such a great player. I think it's kind of like if you're dating someone, and you're on the fence about whether to continue to date them. You had good times, but now you're a little bit uncertain. And then this person really does so many freaky things that they just make up your mind for you. It's time to cut the cord. Okay. And that's where I am on Aaron Rodgers. It's time to cut the cord. We don't care about your going into a dark room for four days. You're telling us we should have realized it earlier how nuts you are. But, man, this is is too far. We're just tired of it. Last year it was uh, whatever that was, that drug he was taking. This year it's we don't care. Go away. So, David, what do you do to relax? If I gave you five days off, and uh, and, a, and a reasonable amount of money. I'm not giving you 20k to fly to Europe or whatever. I don't know how much things cost, obviously. But like, what is what is your thing when you when you relax and if you had a couple of days to yourself with no responsibilities, how would you like to spend those couple of days? What's your version of a darkness retreat? Just go somewhere where the weather is beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know, see the ocean, see the beach, or go to a national park. Go to the, go see the Grand Canyon. Uh, there are such beautiful parks in Utah and Arizona and oh, yeah. California. Just just find some great physical beauty. I like that. I like that. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that you would tell me something a little weirder because my point was going to be we all have our things, but going to a national park is, is pretty right down the middle 
That's what most people do. Not a lot of people do pitch black darkness retreats for four days. I was hoping maybe we could we could find something a little unique there, and then I could compare you to Rogers. But I don't know if that's the case here. <laughs> I think most people would love to go to the Great hey, Canyon. You know how long I supported. Oh yes, I do. And talked about my love for Aaron Rodgers, but as I said, he's made it easy for me because what he's doing is just nuts. Okay, let's speculate. He comes back after four days and he says, first of all, I want to apologize for what I did with, you know, claiming that I was vaccinated when I wasn't. Secondly, I've decided to rework my contract, so I'm going to save the Packers $30 million that they can use for other players because ultimately I now realize that not winning a second Super Bowl is going to be on my tombstone. You know, what the hell else can he... I'm saying he can't come back. There's no way he's going to leave with that much money involved. I think we're down to going to another team. And, oh, my God, I read about something yesterday where people proposed a trade for Derek Carr with the Raiders. Don't want Derek Carr. Give love a chance. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not going through all this for a couple of years just to trade for Derek Carr. I, I won't have it. I, I'd rather have a no-name guy start for a year and then draft a new quarterback than trade for someone like Derek Carr. No offense to Derek Carr. Just imagine if he comes. He cannot come back and retire because he realizes that it would absolutely kill the Packers if he retires. It just puts us in in hell. With the with the salary cap stuff, and then he'll be hated by Packer fans, so he cannot retire. That's no option. He won't come back because he realizes that the Packers won't do what he wants, which is to bring back all these old farts, pardon the expression, mm-hmm. and, you know, next year they'll be 8-9 and nine again, or maybe a little better. Maybe they can get to 10 and 7, but it's just not going to get him that Super Bowl. His only real option is to figure out where he can go, a team that will have an excellent defense, a team that will have a good, strong offensive line and some receivers, and maybe he can make the difference for them. I can imagine Tennessee. I don't know the specifics of the Jets. I don't think Oakland is that team. Yeah, I don't think... I wonder what Vegas is going to end up doing, David. And I appreciate the call. And I hope you get to go to a national park sometime. I know you just got back from a trip to Florida. You talk about seeing the beach, and I know you enjoyed that. You saw Lionel Messi, and I thank you for that story again last week. I don't know that there is a... I don't know if there's a perfect destination. I think the Jets are the closest thing to it. But then you're in a conference with Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. You're in a division with Josh Allen and, and the Dolphins, who are, who are like a pretty solid team. I'm not going to say they're great, but they're better than the Bears were last year or the Lions or, you know, comparable teams. I don't know what Vegas is doing because I think Vegas traded for Devontae Adams knowing that they can't contend, but they can't just lie down. And maybe trading for Aaron Rodgers would be similar. They know they still can't be better than Mahomes or probably the Chargers, maybe the Broncos. Who knows what Sean Payton's able to do? But they can't just lie down and wait 10 years until Mahomes retires. 
So maybe the Raiders do it anyways. Maybe Rodgers goes there anyways. Let's take a break. We'll come back, get an update from Mike Clemens from the Super Bowl, and keep the Wisco Sports Show going next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles this Sunday night in Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs have practice today. Two receivers still dealing with injuries. Juju Smith-Schuster with a knee. Kadarius Toney, a hamstring and ankle issue. Andy Reid was asked how they were during the team's first practice in pads here in Phoenix. They look good. We'll, we'll see how it goes the rest of the week. I mean, this is we've got three three days that are a little tougher. We'll just see, see where they're at. Yesterday, we were able to put the pads on and go in pads and get some work done there. The guys hadn't had him on for a week. And Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni was asked why he's so grateful for his time as an offensive assistant coach for the Chiefs, even though he was fired by Andy Reid. It was my first stint in the NFL at Kansas City. So obviously learning the game of football in the NFL level, I I learned a lot of good football from a lot of different people, from Todd Haley, from Charlie Weiss, from Romeo Cornell, and a lot of different opportunities to, to learn from a lot of different guys, a lot of football. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was on the McAfee show and says he'll decide on his football career after he completes a stay in a chamber with no light or sound for four days later this month. You know, my isolation retreat just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and move forward. That's Aaron Rodgers from Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. I'm Mike Clemens. Best NFL coverage. Thank you, Mike. Mike Clemens, Bill Michaels, both out in Glendale for the Super Bowl. Getting a nice tan and talking with high-profile guests. Bill Michaels' show is loaded today. Let's take a two-minute break, get an update from Zach Heilprin, continue the Wisco Sports Show, coming up next. Getting over, but not the same it seems to me, because you've been gone. We have to find other ways to, to score. We've had a hard time doing that consistently. The league plays part of it. We just know each other so well, and it's easy baskets are much harder to come by than they were earlier in the year. This is where Wisconsin gathers... Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Twitter's back up and working, uh, which is huge for two reasons. Number one, the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, and it seems like we're getting close possibly on a couple of trades, including a three-way trade with the Wolves and the Jazz and the Lakers. So I, Want to monitor that? That's good. But also, in a couple of hours, we're going to need Twitter because we're going to need to publish the findings and the results of the Greg Gard gauge because the Badgers play tonight. They got Penn State. So we're going to need to straw poll all Badgers fandom real quickly, get a read on the job security of one Greg Gard, as I've been doing for every game. Greg Gard gauge, you can find it at Wisco Grant on Twitter or on the Facebook page, the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. Search that on Facebook. Shouldn't be too hard to find. Not many Wisco Sports Shows. Uh, not many Grant Bilses. Trust me, I've looked. We've talked about a bunch of different things. We started with LeBron. Chad and Sun Prairie chimed in on that. He set a record last night. That was pretty cool. Then we heard from Corey and Marshall. We heard from Mike and Eau Claire. And David called in. David is very anti-Aaron Rodgers, which I think speaks volumes because David for the last year or so has been my fact checker. 
Anytime I'd get a little wet and wild on Aaron Rodgers, he'd call in and he'd say, all right, Grant, let's calm down now. He's very good. Stop being dramatic. And sometimes be like, David, I think you're right. I think I needed this. So David is my fact checker, my Aaron Rodgers, um, my Aaron Rodgers common sense man. And he's out on Rodgers. This darkness retreat thing is really doing it to people. Don't let this bother you. We all do weird things. We all do weird things to relax. Rodgers is an interesting guy. So, of course, he's going on an interesting little retreat. This doesn't have to be a big deal. Don't make it into a big deal. And I got a tweet from Jeremy and Scotty, who's as close to a day one listener of the show as I think there is. He's one of the first people I ever remember tweeting into the show back in 2018. He says, y'all really don't know what you got. Man had three rookie wide receivers, a rotating O-line, and a broken hand. Lost some close games. You will all be crying in your beer when he throws 35-5 and in Las Vegas next year. Shameful. To which I would reply, don't put my caller's takes on me, right? I am a, a but a vessel of different opinions. I, I I do not endorse the takes of the callers. It's like it's like Twitter. Retweets do not equal endorsements. I talked with David. I, I didn't co-sign on all that stuff he said. I think the Packers would probably be smart to trade him because I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl with him. And that's what it's about in the end. 35 touchdowns. That'd be nice. It's about titles. Title town. We don't give out participation trophies. We don't give out touchdown trophies. That's not what this is about. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. And you can text to call the show 608-796-2558 as our friend Dave in Monona has done. Good afternoon, Dave. I missed yesterday. I go, the callers didn't get, get the pleasure of my company. And, uh, hey, that last, that last text, there's only one person, Grant, believes everything he hears is for me. Because oh. the next time I am, the next time I am, um, wrong about something next time you're right about something oh the hell she you got me so damn flustered i screwed it up <laughs> it'd be the first time <laughs> next time you're wrong it'd be the first time is that what you're saying no <laughs> oh my god what a what a dope i guess i was waiting for uh, you know pete Monona, the, the transgender of diana ross the supreme god i you know oh my three things fast aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You don't have to go away in the dark to make a decision. Just come live with me for four days. I'll, I'll teach you how to make decisions in the dark. <laughs> how is it? So so I looked up these little dark that they stay in, right? And I guess there's yep. a little bathroom. There's a shower. There's a, I, I'm having a difficult time envisioning how I would make my way around and find all the things. But I guess you get used to the dark pretty quickly. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it's funny. He, he has to, I mean... He has to go live in darkness to make a decision. Hell, if that's the case, I'd be I'd be a real scholar. I'm in the dark twenty four seven. Do you ever uh, do you ever uh, hallucinate? Do you ever get visions, Dave? You know, it's funny. People ask you, but like, uh, I can see in my dreams. Oh, okay. so when I dream at night, when I can see, I can see as a kid. So I have a photographic memory. That's why I'm never wrong, people. Oh. I have a photographic memory. See, but no, I, I see in my dream. So it's funny. Whenever I cook, now I'm going to lose my man card for one for one hour here. You got to feed yourself. Whenever I, it's okay to cook. No, whenever I whenever I make spaghetti, I will dream like a sim all night long. All it's just it's it's like wow. You wake up and it's like holy crap. Except I'm I'm, like, I'm that guy. It almost gets gets the rocks knocked off, and then boom, you wake up and it's like damn. You couldn't wait extra five minutes, but I got excited. Yeah, I got you. I dream when but, I have spaghetti as well. It's a common thing. A lot of men. A couple things. Uh, I'm LeBron last name. No, I mean, yes, he deserved his 10 minutes in fame. Uh-huh. I don't get bent out of shape when they stop and stop the game. And, um, what he did 
was an unbelievable celebration. It was 10, 15 minutes, people, get over it. But that's your generation because nobody in your generation, you know, the young people realize that these records are all 30, 40, 50 years old. And, you know, your generation doesn't comprehend what, what success is because they'll never get that far because they don't work hard enough to earn something LeBron. I'm not a LeBron guy, but, hey, the guy spent 20 years in the NBA, one-time scoring champion. To do what he did on last night's stage, he deserved his 10 minutes of the sun. And, and no matter what you think about the guy off the court, the guy's longevity is worth something. See, that's why your generation, you know, you guys will never comprehend that. God, look at that. You work for something, you celebrate. So you, 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 you took a little shot at him because he only won one scoring title. You don't think LeBron could have won multiple scoring titles if he, if he would have wanted to? I think LeBron always, don't care. always paced himself. And he always yeah, got teammates involved. That was his thing. I mean, I mean, I don't care. If, no, I don't care if you won scoring titles. The guy okay. had longevity. Okay. I mean, okay. twenty years in the NBA. To, and I mean, the only thing today's generation that's soft. I mean, he couldn't have played twenty years in the, under when Kareem Jabbar played. Kareem did. Or, if a Kareem had a seven, a Kareem was seven foot, you know, eight foot ten, and had a sky hook. At that time, nobody could stop. Do you know how hard it you is know, to, to stay healthy when you're that tall, though? That's got to be – that's why seven-footers don't last. But today, the last 15 years, the healthcare and these players have the healthcare and the, and personal fitness trainers. That's why I'm amazed so many people – why do they need load management? They got personal trainers. You got you got the best healthcare that's in the world, the best smarter. technology. We're look smarter. at Ryan Braun. Yeah, look at Ryan Braun. I mean, he's, you know, he sucked up gummy bears. By the way, that restaurant should be called – Gummy bears with, with a picture of Ryan Ryan Braun on it. Here, kids, you ought to be handing them out to knock the kids out when they go to the game to shut to make them shut the hell up and not scream like a bunch of banshees. I so you're right. Instead I, of uh, Bertie Brewer coming down, Bertie Brewer come down that little uh, little um what you call it? that little um, slide ladder. Yeah, throwing out gummy bears to all the kids. Here, kids. Here, kids. I, I tweeted this morning. Until pitchers and catchers report, and I tweeted a little picture of Ryan Braun, number eight, and I said, "This is the year. Now it's time the Brewers should retire Ryan Braun's number. They absolutely should. no. Yes, retire me. You know, I mean, he, he, he had his old personal contract with gummy bears. But uh, now, other than that, one final thing as far as celebrations, people, yep. you get all bent out of seat when the when the students uh, um, crash in the court, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's an easy that's an easy solve. People flip flop the sections at Madison. Flip flop them where the, the most opposing team can get off the court. Oh. I, I was at the Michigan game when they had the stampede. You know, Michigan when a couple people almost died. I mean, I was in that section, and and the easy solver would just let them go. Yep. I mean, I, I understand today's world, but the you know your generation with the guns and the knives—that's unsafe. I mean, I understand you really got to critique it, but I don't know. I mean, LeBron, hey, he earned it. Give him his due. I've been to all those celebrations. They want to stop the game. Guess what? Hell, we'd even stop the show if somebody like you or your friends actually had a good take. <laughs> you know, Mike and Eau Claire, maybe Pete Monona. You got uh, Sweet Baby Corn. You know, the, the corn roller. I mean, you got Hector and what, Hector. Is it stop the show and, hey, yeah. You need a little ding-ding, a little bell. Every time somebody says something stupid, of course, that'd be your whole show, though. So what the hell? Hey, uh, before, like I, gong. But before I let you go, we could get a gong. That'd be fun. Uh, I think I'm going to ask the rest of the callers this. Rogers is going on this four-day darkness retreat, right? So I, I want to yep. know you, Dave. If you had four days 
and you wanted to get away and you wanted to go reflect and you say you had a big decision to make or you have four days, no responsibilities, what would you do? What would your retreat be? Oh, it'd be the ocean. Go to the I, ocean. That, 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 that's something, when I, when someday before I die, well, one goal was to pee in all the oceans and I've got, I've got four oceans where I peed off the coast of the oceans, but no, no, to, to hit up, to hit Alaska. I, I told my buddies when it comes time to end with my cancer, Someday I would love to get a, a, a little prop job and get up to Alaska and a little seclusion where, where nobody's around except you got the water, the fish, the campfire, the bears, you know, the animals, you know, four days like that. Oh, yeah. wouldn't, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't that be paradise, man? You got would be. fishing and, you know, just fishing but all day long and getting hammered at night. And, and wow. That's, uh, that's a dream day. Either that or... Uh, 48 hours with Madonna, so I'm not sure which would kill me first. Thank you, Dave. Have a great night. That is our friend, David. So, which oceans is he peed in? Did he say he's, he's hit four? Atlantic, Pacific. Does the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico doesn't count. It's obviously not its own ocean. Do I need to pull up a map? Uh, Google Maps. Actually, I'm not going to Google Google Maps. That's an old man thing to do. I'm going to click Google Apps, and I'm going to scroll down, and I'm going to click Maps. There we go. Zoom out. So I could have asked Dave. It's just we were on the phone for a while. I'm assuming he's got the Pacific and the Atlantic, the Gulf of Mexico. It's not really its own ocean. It's just an extension of the Atlantic. But then you have the Caribbean Sea. Maybe if Dave peed in there, maybe he counted that one. Maybe, uh, maybe the Arctic Sea. I think Dave's been to the Arctic, though. Has he been to the Indian Ocean, perhaps? Then Dave would have had to go to either Africa, India, the Middle East, Thailand. Do you think Dave's been... I don't see Dave visiting those places. Maybe. That's a conversation for next time that we talk with Dave. Yeah, I'm not doing the Cole Center volume thing. We're just going to leave that be for a while. Maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe we won't. If you want to talk Badgers basketball, we can. Or we can talk Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat. Or we can talk about whatever you'd like. 608-796-2558. I have some Colin Cowherd audio I want to play in a bit because it makes me laugh. Let's talk to Eric on I-90 first. Hello, Eric. What's up? Hello, Grant. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Well, I'm going to say Dave from Monona must be blind because he hasn't seen Madonna lately. Did he say he wanted to spend some time with Madonna? Yeah, I think his, his imagery of Madonna is a little bit older. I agree, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can imagine. I think me and Dave are the same age, and that you know, you might want to bump up in time. There's some, there's some better looking uh, women out there to spend four days with. Do you have, do you have a, someone particularly in mind? in mind? Well, you know, I'm a married man, Your wife, a beautiful bride, so I know who I. Yeah. I'm going with my wife, yeah, but good pick. I would, you know, even if I wasn't, even if I didn't have a wife, it wouldn't be Madonna. I can tell you that, <laughs> for God's sake. Wouldn't be How many oceans have you peed in, Eric? I've peed in the Pacific Ocean. Okay. I've peed in the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Um, I think I've peed in the, you know, the Caribbean. I don't know if that's considered the specific. It must be still the Pacific. I think that still counts. Yeah, only yeah. two oceans. Okay. I've right. peed in the Mississippi. Oh, who hasn't? That's, that's in- a great time, isn't it? It is, it is. Um, I've, I've peed in Timber Cooley Creek. Oh, yeah. Me as you know? well. 
Oh, yeah. Did you get my text message? I did, yeah. Eric is driving around the Driftless this evening. He sent me a picture. No, of, I'm not uh, driving around the Driftless. God's sake, don't call it that. Oh, the district. That's I'm sorry. District. I called it the Driftless. The, the district. The district. Down to Cooley. What a boy. Out for a scenic drive. Coolie, I hope you yeah. went to the bathroom before I you did. left. I came out of the district right now. I'm back in the mix of the town here. All right. All right. Well, good. Area. I just got off town D. Well, what do you think so. of all this darkness retreat business? Do you think this is going to launch Aaron Rodgers to another MVP? Well, Rodgers said that he could play with Cobby in his sleep. So okay. I, I think that he's probably going to be okay. Um, I don't think he's doing that. That's That's just stupid. I don't think he's. I think he's just playing everybody because he's really good at it. And I applaud him for it. I do. He keeps himself in the mix. You want to talk about the GOAT and keeping his name in the news. This he is, is by far the best at keeping his name in the news. I got you. He does. I'm surprised he's not on, like, Radio Row trying to sell some wellness supplements. Well, what's that amazing like, is well, he's a bigger story than anybody on radio row and he's not there that that's what's brilliant he doesn't need to be on radio row eric yeah he's he's the greatest of all time when it comes to attention on himself he is the greatest of all time without a doubt and he ain't a bad quarterback but you know he's not really much better than i mean he's pretty average now so i don't think you guys got anything to lose he was average by getting rid of him really. he was average for one year last year because he had some lesser wide receivers. He had a busted thumb, a rotating offensive line. I'll defend him. I, I just don't know that Aaron Rodgers' best at this age is is good enough for what the Packers roster is and for what he's getting paid. That's why I'm I'm team trade, but if he comes back, obviously I'm all about it. I'm not I'm not chasing him out the door with a lot of anger and angst. I'm I'm a businessman here. I'm a, a reasonable man, Aaron. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see him stay. I mean I I I'm fine with that. I mean I did they did start to play decent there towards the end, but it's fun. Just uh, you know, it, it's all offensive line, isn't it? It's it a lot really of it. Is. Yeah, the quarterback's got to feel it comfortable, is. and a lot of it is weapons too. You need wide receivers that get open, so the so the quarterback can get rid of the ball. Right, right. You know, you probably got too much money in your running back now. Aaron Jones is he's reaching the end of his usefulness now too. Right? Yeah, it just seems to me that. It, right? I mean, these running backs, they seem to be pretty plug-and-play with everybody else. But we, we're holding on to Delvin Cook and Aaron Jones because they they get a couple decent plays here and there. But, man, these other teams, they just get a running back and they throw them in. They're, they're nobodies. They're nobodies. They're good for one year, and then they're nobodies again, right? But they get their Super Bowl ranks, mm-hmm. right? That's. I think we got too much money tied up in that and too much. It's fun. If you got a good offensive line, you're going to have a good running back. It's a big Period. part of it. It's a good offense. Good offensive you got to have, have the right offense, the right scheme. Like, that's what the Niners, the you, Niners have mixed a, a million different running backs right. through their system, and they're all great. Right. And they took, a, they took the last guy drafted, the last guy drafted, and he won all. Won out all their games of the season. So, and that's just good offensive line play. It really is. Good line. Good I I, I think that's the key. 
Yeah. It starts up front. It starts in the trenches, Eric. A lot of people forget about that, but not on this show. Starts in the trenches. Starts in the trenches. trenches. Well, before uh, I let you go, Eric, I'm going to ask you what I'm going to ask everyone today. If you had a four-day retreat and you had a good chunk of money and no responsibilities for four days, what would you do to get away? What would your retreat be? I'd spend a couple days snowmobiling up in uh, up by Hayward and then Bayfield County, and then I'd jump a jet uh, to the Florida Keys so I could pee in the Atlantic Ocean and the Gulf of Mexico at the same time. That's the perfect answer. That's what I would do. And I could see it. That's I could, what I would do. I, I, could, I could picture it. Well, the, the, the parts that I should picture, I'm, I'm leaving out, you know, some of the details of when you're next to the ocean. Thank you, Eric, for the call. I'm glad you're on the bend. You got out for a nice cruise today. Thanks yeah, for the picture. Yep, have a great day. Eric on I-90 who sent me a picture of one of the cricks down in the drift list, as he said. Got a couple of texts here. Jared and DeForest, Jeremiah and Lacrosse. Get to those. Jake from Colfax. That's coming up next. Three-minute break. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. I got a little audio for Slow News Wednesday. Some Aaron Rodgers takes to make you laugh. That's coming up in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whenever we get to it before 6 o'clock. No Bill Michaels huddle tonight. That's really how you know that the season's starting to turn is when the Bill Michaels huddle starts going away. Become such a staple of my Wednesday night. I'm going to miss it. So we don't have to worry about that tonight. We do have Badgers basketball. They play Penn State. They're all must-win games. They're all must-win games for the program and for Greg Gard's rep. We'll see what the Greg Gard gauge has to say about tonight. Adrian Wojnarowski and Shams are going back and forth about a potential three-team trade. Trade deadline's tomorrow. Minnesota uh, and the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, swapping assets and point guards mostly. D'Angelo Russell would be going to the Lakers. Then Russell Westbrook would be going to Utah. Then Mike Conley would be going to Minnesota. And then picks and salary matching to make it all work. It does make me feel a little weird that the Wolves are eager to jump back into bed with Utah and trade with them again after Utah fleeced them the first time around. However, we all knew that Utah was fleecing them. We didn't need to watch this play out. I knew that was a terrible trade. Everybody knew that was a terrible trade. The Wolves, I guess, need to make a trade. D'Angelo Russell's not really working. It's not his fault. D'Angelo Russell in L.A. would be really fun. The Lakers are fun to watch. Feels like the Westbrook thing has kind of run its course. It's kind of sad. I'm kind of bummed for him. Let's get D'Angelo Russell in there, and then fans will start hating him. But it'll be more fun. 608-796-2558. We've been talking Packers and retreats, I guess, and which oceans we've peed in, if you care to add on to that. Rockin' Rick is here. 608-796-2558. What's up, Rockin' Rick? Um, I think you're viewing this thing a little bit off. Okay. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a place... He's going to relax. It's like, okay, I've heard you say before that you're a runner, correct? Yes. Okay, have you done long-distance running? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the magical mile is, but just say 12 miles, 15 miles. Supposedly, your body creates its own morphine. Yeah, you get a runner's high, so they say. Correct. And like the Native Americans, they do these sweats. They, They go, you know, long periods without eating. 
I think this is kind of the same thing. I think it's it's almost like torturing your body. And it's not, I mean, I feel bad for Dave from Winona, you know, but he still has his hearing and his entertainment stuff. I'm assuming that this thing that Aaron's going to, there's going to be absolutely zero sound, too. And I, I can't fathom it. I mean, I, I would think after eight hours I'd be going bonkers. But uh, I think four days you're going to be hallucinating you're going to be so deep into your brain. He's gotten so spiritual, you know, his tattoo is about astrology and stuff like this. I don't know what he's really looking for. It's probably because he doesn't get along with his family. He's missing something in his life. But uh, anyway, I think that's what I don't think it's going somewhere to relax. I think it's almost like uh, he's hoping that some kind of hallucination vision is going to come out of all of this. Yeah, it's it's that's, a that's it's challenging. Yeah, maybe maybe not relax. You're going somewhere to find yourself. You're going somewhere to to release and and yeah, find yourself. I think he tweeted yesterday he's finding a greater sense of purpose or something like that. So I, it's a good point. It's not like he's sitting on a beach chair somewhere. Although that's probably what yeah. most people would do. Rogers is. I don't think you know, he's having any problem relaxing being in California and playing golf and stuff. Uh, but uh, that doesn't sound I, any I fun. Think this is, I think this is going to be like a torture type of thing where it's supposed to bring something out of, you know, get his brain in touch with, you know, some part of it that hasn't been getting used or something. That's, that's got to be the idea that I think. So. I gotcha. Well, what would you do for four days if you got to go relax or, or get away and find yourself for four days? What would you do, Rock and Rick? Oh, man, I'd go right back to Wyoming. Yeah. Twice hunting. I'd love it. I love the mountains. Were you just out there? You were out there not too long, right? Or not too long ago? Oh, uh, no. I was out there 18 years ago and 16 years ago. Oh. Well, what, what are we waiting for? Let's get back out there. It's not that far away. It's just a quick drive. Yeah, that's what we're talking about doing. And not hunting this time, but uh, little woman and I were talking about taking like eight days and taking about two and a half days to drive out there and spend some time in the mountains, maybe go to Sharon and then two and a half days back, something like that. I like that. I I would... This this time time of year, like June. Yeah. If I were you... When I was out there... I'll go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, don't go to Jackson Hole. I thought it was overrated. It was very touristy, and it wasn't what I was expecting. It was pretty, but it was all the people. And I I went to the uh, Grand Tetons Rock and Rick. Maybe you'll appreciate this. And people were... There's a big lake there. And people were bringing in their big ski boats, big wakeboarding boats. I was like, this is not the lake... For this, I, I don't know. Jackson Hole, I, I was, I wasn't a fan. So, avoid Jackson Hole. Go to the rest of Wyoming. That's my advice. Well, we went to Buffalo. Um, it's right off the interstate. You get it, the exit comes right off I ninety, and you're in Buffalo. And it's right at the. You're basically in the foothills of the Bighorns. It's, it's really, I love it. You get up there and see these uh, mountain meadows and stuff. And there's a, there's a lake up in the. I don't know. It's probably about seven, eight thousand feet up. There's a nice lake up there. I can't think of what it was called right now, but that was very cool. We didn't have any luck hunting. Uh, we could only shoot buck, which I wouldn't shoot a doe anyway. I never saw a buck except on private land, and then there'd be 200 of them out there at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. In the oh, they know. Fields. They know. Oh, of course they do. Uh, my goodness. Right, well, you, so know, what you would can't you always do? get something. That's why they call it hunting and not killing, Rock and Rick. What would I do? Oh, yeah. And, and I did regret it one bit. It was it was worth every penny of the the license, and um, we were kind of spoiled. Uh, the guy that I went with, he just happened to know a guy who 
It's actually a cabin in one of the mountain valleys oh. up there, and we got to stay in the cabin and stuff. I brought my chainsaw with, and both years we cut a bunch of wood, you know, for the guy for the cabin. But other than that, we didn't pay a penny for it. That's a fair trade. That's hard work, but I, I like splitting wood. There's, there's something very, there's something very satisfying about splitting wood and stacking it, and knowing that all right, when things get tough, when it gets cold, I'm prepared. Right, I got I got all this wood ready to go. It's it's very satisfying. I don't know what it is. It's better. I like splitting wood more than I like mowing lawn or doing other yard chores. Oh, correct. Anything outside, but I gotcha. you know when it's uh, when it's no humidity, like Wyoming doesn't have hardly oh. any humidity, and fifty degrees, you can be out there in short sleeves. It's, it's very comfortable. Well, get outside and yeah. enjoy the fresh air tonight. It's a beautiful day, Rock and Rick. So get out and enjoy it. I'm sure we'll talk well, soon. I'm, well, I'm still I'm still working. And by the way, you still got to bump up your towers again. I, I still lose you before I get to Austin, and I didn't pick you up again on the way back now till just before the split about New Lisbon is where I picked you up again. There's some other station that's more powerful than you, and this didn't happen until about three months ago. Well, that doesn't seem on the up and up. I'll ask some questions. I appreciate you, Rock and Rick. We'll get you back out to Wyoming. And when you do, uh, I would expect some stories. We need to hear some tales of Rock and Rick out in Wyoming. That sounds fantastic. Like four days, splitting wood, staying in a cabin. I love going to do stuff outside. I can't sleep outside. I've realized that I'm very soft that way. I need a cabin. I need a base camp. I need at the end of the day to come into a place where I can take my shoes off, lay on a couch, it doesn't have to be a nice cabin, but it need, there needs to be heat. I suppose I could do without hot water, but I would really prefer hot water. I could be outside all day, sun up to sundown, but at the end of the day, I need I need a, a hearth to rest my feet, I guess is my point. So I think I'm with you on that, Rock and Rick. Got some texts here. It says, for the record, there are only four named oceans. Yeah, what, Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, Arctic, Southern? No! I think that's cap. I don't think that's at some point. I don't know if it was in high school. I remember being very, very boisterous about there being only four oceans. And my geography teacher was like, no, uh, the Southern ocean. And I'm like, that sounds made up. What am I? 15. I'm trying to call a geography teacher on their crap. Southern ocean. Yeah. You're going to have to show me that on Google. And they did. I guess it's real. Is the Caribbean. What's the difference between a, a sea and an ocean? And like, like the Indian ocean. Versus the Caribbean Sea. Is the Caribbean Sea of the Atlantic Ocean? So are all seas oceans, but not all ocean seas? Do we have a marine biologist who's listening? Maybe could explain this. Jared in DeForest says, I want some of what Dave puts in his spaghetti. Yeah, I don't know if that's oregano. That might be might be a little, uh, a different sticky green herb that Dave is putting in his spaghetti. Uh, Dave has told me when he makes spaghetti, he makes a ton of it. And then he always has leftovers, which sounds like a good strategy. Let's talk to Mark before we take a break. 608-796-2558. What's up, Mark? Oh, not much. Uh, talking about Rogers and his, uh, his yeah. isolation retreat. Oh, yeah. Two things. I think the reason why he's doing this is regardless of whether it's dark or he's trying to break himself mentally, um, he's got a lot of voices in his ear. You should do this. You should do that. He doesn't – I don't know how – how close he is with his girlfriend that he kind of tries to make life decisions with her or not, but he probably wants to get to a point where the only voice in his head telling him what he should or shouldn't do is his own. And he thinks this is a way to do that. The other thing is, is 
I think a lot of people, your your standard Green Bay Packer fan, doesn't want to hear this. They just want to know if he's going to play. They just want to know if their various players are going to play and if their team's going to do well. So when Rodgers is out there and really, you know, just kind of pouring his heart out and saying a lot of really cool and interesting things, most people don't want that and or they're not in the position to be able to go out to a four-day retreat to kind of find themselves and make a big choice in their life because we're all kind of, in many ways, locked into what we can or can't do, mm-hmm. and he's got the freedom. So maybe there's a little bit of jealousy there, too, and, fr- and certainly frustration. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Would you go Would you go to a dark retreat for four days if you had the time? Because I think I would. I think I'd do it. Maybe not four I, days. I'd do a day or two. Yeah. I'd probably do one day. I, if I had four days I off, do, I don't want to waste all of the days sitting in the dark. I would. I do want to. Yeah. I do want to see some things if I'm given four vacation days magically. Yeah, I would do it. I mean, I don't think it's like 100% soundproof because most people can't handle a half hour of zero sound. Yeah. Out of that museum up in Minneapolis. Yeah. That, I would do it for a day or two. Yeah, the longest anyone's it's, ever made it. I was reading about it again last night when I got home. The longest anybody's ever made it in that room is like 45 minutes. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that sounds free. You can start can, to hear your blood pumping and ugh, you hear your bones creaking. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't need to hear that. No. I don't need to hear that. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, need to no, hear I myself talk, let alone all that. <laughs> Picked a bad yeah, job. you just want to mute yourself. Um, no, I, I think I would do it for a day or two. I might do it for four. But, um, you know, I don't mind darkness. I would probably just fall asleep and then wake back up because I don't sleep well anyways. But, you know, that's me. I'd kill right now if I could block out the window in my office and turn the lights off and go to sleep. That's all I wanted to do all day. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm all stuffed up. I don't feel good. I'm like, man, a four-day darkness. Uh, Actually sounds like kicks some ass. Take a bottle of NyQuil in there. And Although I, I was looking at the website of one of the places that do this, and they don't let you bring anything in. So you can't bring in any anything to smoke or drink. You can't bring in a six-pack with you. It's it's against the rules. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. no, you're kind of you're at the beholden of what they're going to feed you. And, uh, I mean, you, the nice thing is, is they don't lock you in, so you don't feel confined. So if you want to go, you just go. And if you um, feel like you're in which, a prison, you know, it's a it's a mental prison. It's a prison <laughs> of your own mind. And if that's the way that you feel, it's a good thing that you're in a retreat because it sounds like you got some mental things to work through. So maybe that's what Rogers. I don't yeah. know. I, he's going to find, he tweeted yesterday, find a greater sense of purpose and, and meaning. And yeah. sure. Yeah, I have more power to him. Hey, Mark, yeah. I got to run. I got to take a break, but I appreciate you. Right on. Take care, man. Yeah, you as well. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I could not uh, handle no sound for very long. I'm a, I'm a sound guy. And I have some sound that I want to play for you coming up next. I got some Colin Cowherd takes that really make me laugh. And I think we need to laugh a little bit. Because uh, this Roger stuff is driving people crazy. I'm here to provide some comedic relief, some take relief. And we'll do that coming up next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, Badgers basketball playing tonight, Penn State. They're at Penn State. Fingers crossed. I don't really want to do another segment tomorrow about how. This is the latest worst loss of the season. Hopefully that's not the case. I still believe in Tyler Wall. If he looks lost again tonight, then we got to have a conversation. Because he looked like Ben Simmons on Sunday night. He was lost. 
on Sunday night against Northwestern. Hopefully he finds it. He's a way better player than he showed, and I hope he can get whatever whatever mental hurdle is blocking him. I hope he can clear it. 608-796-2558. I got some takes that'll make you laugh from Colin Cowherd. First, let's talk to Lacrosse Tom. 608-796-2558. What's up, Tom? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, of course. Um, been a lot of conversation today about Aaron Rodgers yeah. and his four-day darkness retreat and so forth and so on. And I just have um, I just have two words to comment about that, and those would be, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy is... He, this guy has turned into kind of a a whack job for the last few years. Last year, he, uh, or I should say at the end of this past season, he was an average quarterback, um, through way more interceptions in one game than he did all season, um, you know, a, a year or two ago. Uh, you know, this guy needs to get his stuff together. If he wants to go on a four-day retreat, who cares? I agree. You know, whatever it takes, man. I mean, just, you know, put it and pull it together. And if you can't do that, Aaron, then hit the road, bud. You know, I mean, you know, let's see what we can get for him because he's uh, way past his time at this point. So, uh, either pull it together, get back to, you know, something somewhere approaching an MVP season, and let's do this thing. But, you know, I mean, really, you know, this guy is like, you know, show up for, he, sh- he should probably show up for uh, training camp and work with his receivers. Yes. You know, that might be a good idea. Let's if, try that for a If Rodgers comes back, you know? Tom, we need the version of uh, of somebody when they go on vacation and by the end of the week they're like, man, I – I feel refreshed. I feel motivated. I can't wait to get back to work, and I'm going to get all this stuff done, and I'm going to be a much better employee after this vacation. We need that. What we don't need is Rogers coming back and being like, ah, maybe I should, maybe I should have retired. Maybe I, you know, I really miss vacation. You know what I mean? Like, I want the both, all the motivated version back. And I've taken vacations, and I've come back with with both attitudes before. I've I've been both sides of the coin, and the, the productive Aaron Rodgers, the the refreshed one, is the one we want next fall if he's back in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, all this stuff about, well, you know, his family, uh, it, it, you know, it, he's got problems with family, he's got problems with general managers, he's got problems with coaches. I don't care. Okay. You know, let's let's just, you know, put the head down and get the job done and show up for training camp and work with these people and stop complaining that they're, you know, not doing their job and you didn't show up to do yours. Just win, That's baby. Crazy. That's what it comes down to. If the team's winning and they're winning in the playoffs and they made it back to another Super Bowl, we probably don't care much about this. Although, you know, we just like interesting things to talk about, Tom. It does blow my mind that everybody's at the Super Bowl and Radio Row's going on and anything that's going on in the world of football is there. And it's the one guy who's not there at Aaron Rodgers that's been, you know, the, the talk of the town talk of everyone for the last 24 hours. That's pretty impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. He's I would agree. We like talking about him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested. I, I hope he does a podcast or something. I'll eat it up. When he comes out of that darkness retreat, I want him to talk about what he found. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious now. I'm bought in. I feel like I'm a part of this. So I, I need to hear what happens. Well, he's probably going to find darkness is what he's going to find. Well, yeah. That's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and plenty of it. It's, it's the okay. deep. Yeah. So, yeah. 
What were you going to say? No, I'm, you know, that's all I got. Oh, so. all right. Well, I appreciate the Thanks call. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, of course. Have a good yeah. night. And it is going to be darkness. It's going to be a... That would be a... Can you describe what you saw? It was dark. It's very dark. You know, we're looking for the, the deeper meaning behind the darkness. would be what we want to hear about. You know, I've had this take on Aaron Rodgers and some of these off-season shenanigans, if you even want to call it that. I don't even know if it's fair to call it that. We're all entitled to a vacation and, and doing what we want to do. I remember last August when I was going on vacation, conveniently enough, and I was flying out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. So I was driving up there. And this was the week that the Aaron Rodgers, Aubrey Marcus podcast, where he talked about doing shrooms and, or not true. Well, he did do shrooms, but he talked about doing ayahuasca in the jungle and doing shrooms on a beach and, and really having a powerful moving experience from, from some of these drugs and, podcast was like three hours long and they were talking about gender roles and all this stuff and I'm listening in the car and I'm like man oh man and I listened to that podcast on my drive to the Twin Cities the night before I I left on my flight so I remember very well being a 94 I have a really good audio memory I can't remember numbers stats my brain doesn't organize things if I heard it I remember it and I remember where I was I remember what I was looking at I remember driving up to the cities from the Madison Gulf outing so I was on 94 the whole way and I was going over the hills Osseo and Black River Falls, very pretty. Sun was starting to go down. And I was listening to Aaron Rodgers and Aubrey Marcus talk about this. And I remember when I came back from vacation and I was driving back down 94, back from the Twin Cities, making my way back down home. And I stopped to see my parents, which is why I was on 94. And I'm coming down and I'm listening to the Colin Coward podcast. And he had Nick Wright on. And he was talking about how athletes that aren't married get into stuff like this. And I'm just going to play this 45 seconds. This is one of the funniest takes. I agree with it kind of half-heartedly. I'm just going to play it. I remember this is from last August, and I was reminded of this this week when Roger said, yeah, I'm doing a a four-day cleanse. I'm doing a four-day retreat. I think what women do is they hold you accountable. I, I, I said this the other day on the air, you know, half serious. Kevin Durant married, goes to his wife. I'm going to leave Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Bob Myers, the best culture in the league, best team for Kyrie Irving and that mess in Brooklyn. A wife would say, hell, you are. Go by yourself. Go have lunch with Draymond. Figure it out. That's what my wife would do. If I, if, if, um, if Kyrie Irving was married and he said, I'm not going to get the vax, his wife would say, get to a damn pharmacy. This is a team. I mean, get it for our kids. What, what are you doing? But again, rich, single on your phone, on your device, very self-indulgent. And it's not really a criticism. It's a reality. I will indulge in myself if I am rich and I have time to do so. I will indulge in myself and no one can stop me. Here's Nick Wright. I had to like bleep out, like cut out two swear words. He kind of built off this point of rich, successful, single athletes. But the other thing is that comes with not just marriage and with marriage and kids is you have so much less time that you just don't have as much opportunity to fall down rabbit holes and to get into bull even if you want to like i don't know what you did this sunday i'll tell you what i did drove three hours to upstate new york to drop my girls off at camp and then drove three hours back now on the way back did i stop by a casino i did because you still find some time to get into some (laughs) however that's still Eight hours of my day, just gone. 
I find this so interesting, right? People who are in different life situations, like Brady, Breeze, Manning, right? Married kids. And then there's Aaron Rodgers, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I, You know, Rodgers behaves a lot more like a movie star than he does a professional athlete. Movie star. I sounded so old when I said that. Celebrity. Although now celebrities can include not just movie stars, but TikTokers. TikTok is everything. I think it's interesting that Rodgers has all this time and he uses his time in the offseason and we get all bent out of shape about it. It's not like he has anything else going on. I just, it was the cleanse and the drugs last year. Now we got to retreat. I just find this all so interesting. And I'd love to, I'd love to, like, I'd have Aaron Rodgers on the show and talk about this. I, I, I could go a lot deeper into this. Like, I'm not criticizing for this at all. I find it very interesting. It's interesting how different people like Cowherd, for one, takes a different angle and, and focuses on different parts of Rodgers just doing stuff like this. find it fascinating. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs will hold practice today after Monday's practice and pads here in Phoenix. During his press conference, Patrick Mahomes was asked, did he learn more about beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl or losing to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as he gets ready to face the Eagles? Um, I think you just take motivation from the loss that you had. Uh, I mean, I know what it feels like to win the Super Bowl now and uh, to lose the Super Bowl and winning it. Even though I didn't I didn't play my best game, I came through when it counted. Um, um, and was able to win it. And then the, the loss, obviously, I, I left everything out there. But we, you lose, and that feeling you have in the locker room after is it's a terrible feeling because you're so close to your ultimate prize. And so you take motivation from that and try to do whatever you can to make sure you have that, that winning feeling because that's one that you can have forever as well. The Eagles' Jalen Hurts was asked how would he describe his style of playing quarterback. I, f- I feel like I play the game in a different way. You know, there's no telling how it'll be. You know, there'll be one game where we play Green Bay and ran for a lot. 100 yards in the first quarter, rushing, and then throwing AJ and, and Smitty a lot of touchdowns the next week. So I think um, I think it changes from week to week. It just depends on whatever it is, you know, pick your poison type of thing. Rumors continue that the New York Jets will pursue a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Jets receiver Garrett Wilson was here in Phoenix with NBC Sports. I see all that stuff. I'm not going to lie. I see all of it, you know, and, and initially, you know, I see the Aaron Rodgers thing and, and um, I'm waiting on it to happen. We hired Hackett, and I'm waiting on it to happen. And now I'm just like, all right, let me just let all of it, let it play go. out. Right. Rogers was on the McAfee show explaining why he's going to submit himself to an isolation retreat this month, going four days without light or sound while he ponders his football career. You know, most of us never do. You know, we rarely even turn our phone off or, you know, put the blinds down to, to sleep in, in, uh, in darkness. So um, I'm... That's Aaron Rodgers. From Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, I'm Mike Clemens. Best NFL coverage. I think the biggest gift from this whole darkness retreat story is that Zach and Mike have to include it in their updates, and they have to read it in, like, a formal reporter voice, despite it being just this absurd thing. (laughs) Zach... And Aaron Rodgers still has not made a decision on his future yet, but is hoping to get closer to his conclusion after a four-day darkness retreat. With this Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network, I'm Zach Heilprin. It's just, it's just so dumb. I I love like Family Guy's really good at this, where they make the 
the TV person read headlines in that very formal news reporter voice. But they're just the stupidest, most absurd things ever. Arrested Development, while we're talking about it, also very good. Aaron Rodgers is in the dark. What it means for your weekend coming up at 10. <laughs> and with this Wisconsin Sports... Okay, that's enough. Badgers, Penn State tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll start with the NBA Lounge trade deadline tomorrow, so maybe the Bucks will have a new player. I think at the very least, the Bucks do some shuffling. There's a lot of teams that are in a tough cap spot. Big luxury tax bills. A lot of teams in the luxury tax. So maybe some refinancing. Not a lot of buying and selling, but I think a lot of refinancing between now and 3 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll talk about that at the start of the show tomorrow. Badgers basketball. And I'm sure we'll keep the Aaron Rodgers conversation going. Have an awesome night. Enjoy the Badgers. Watch for the Greg Gard gauge. I'll tweet it out after the game.